Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, your weekly dose of vegan chat and interviews with some of the leading names in the movement, brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's only vegan magazine. Today, Molly and I are taking on a little trip to London to sample a tree course meal followed by vegan sushi and more at 123V, a new restaurant from Alexis Gautier, who's a Michelin star chef. In part two, I chat to Richard Makin. We're talking about food nostalgia, why loving food and being vegan are not mutually exclusive, how he was veggie from a young age and the myth that veganism is limiting. He's going to show us how to shift the goalposts in our cooking. (laughs) We had the best time in London, didn't we, last week? Oh my God. I literally, it's hasn't it gone in just like a flash? I feel like it was months ago, but also we were there like 10 minutes ago <laughs> it was so horrible though the weather was awful it was oh my God. freezing i actually can't even believe <laughs> how for one i got to the train station from my house because i have this fear of falling over it's just i can't fall over what is your fear of falling over all about I think it's because I don't want people to laugh at me. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's what it is. So sad, isn't it? <laughs> I just don't want people to laugh at me. And I don't want to be like the center of attention in a bad way. Like I love being the center of attention, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Not for when I am on my ass and I can't get back up and I'm trying to stand. And especially if it's icy and snowy, like I'm already on the floor. Like how do I get back up? I'm going to slip again. <laughs> Which will happen. It doesn't, it's not even on my radar worrying about falling over. Unless uh, I'm like, I don't know. You've obviously not fallen no, over no. as much as I have. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend went to, we climbed Glastonbury Tour. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was in like December. So it was obviously, um, it wasn't wet, but it was just cold. Yeah. And just like the ground was wet just from it being cold. 
It's called Ice Molly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we were climbing down the side. If you've ever been to Glassman Tour, it's literally like, it's so vertical. It's it's a climb and I can't believe I did it. And we were climbing down the side of it and I fell and I blamed it on my boyfriend, even though he was like <laughs> five metres in front of me. <laughs> And I was like, this is your fault. I told you I didn't want to climb and now everyone's looking at me and I'm just crying there at the bottom of the door. So you're traumatised by yeah. past, past experiences. God, this, that just turned into a therapy session. I know, yeah. Hi everyone, welcome uh, to the Simply yeah. Vegan podcast. <laughs> well, let's get back to London. So yeah, terrible weather, but we had the most amazing food. So we started oh off gosh. at Plates London, which is in, was it Hackney? Dalston. Dalston. I think it might be the borough of Hackney, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think Hackney is like the town next to it. Yeah. London's confusing, isn't it? It is for us non-Londoners. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so we went there and um, uh, they were doing an event with Treedom, who uh, it's mm. like a company that plants trees all over the world. And they don't just plant, yes. they sort of do it properly, don't they? So they're not just planting trees for the sake of planting trees. They're plant- yeah. planting trees that are you know native to that area that are beneficial mm. to the environment and the local people and yeah all this kind of thing and we and we got given our own tree not not I physically know. but i know i've still not done mine have you no i haven't so we had oh to gosh. scan the qr code and then you get to choose your own tree <sighs> so lovely what was the choices there was a cashew tree a cacao tree yeah I think one was a coffee tree and then another one I can't remember the name of. And the one that I can't remember the name of was one, one ugh, was the one that I wanted to choose. They've got, um, they're have got they all in different countries as well, aren't yes. they? And you get like a, a sort of a, a certificate thing and you can track like how your tree's getting on. And It reminds me of like, do you know those adverts that you see? It's like adopt a polar bear, adopt like whatever. You can adopt a tree. I know. And they send, and they, like, they send you updates of the tree. Um, yeah, you see like its growth. Obviously, that'll take a long time because trees take <laughs> yeah. hundreds of years to grow. But that's fine. I'm a vegan. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know I used to do all those adoption things. Um yeah, are like they, are they legit? I don't know. Not saying that they're not legit, but are they legit? <laughs> you do wonder, don't you, whether they just send out the same pictures to everyone who's who's selected elephant as their yeah. adoption animal. <laughs> yeah. It's a great cause. It it's is, a great cause. Exactly. <laughs> and it's only like usually about five or a month or something, isn't it? Yeah. Um so anyway, yeah, so we had a little talk from Treedom and they created a tree course meal. So everything it was vegan, obviously, but also um, from trees yes so the starter was like an avocado mousse with oh it was quite tart wasn't it like yeah it was like a passion fruit um sorbet or like a sauce situation it was quite cold um the mousse was almost like the avocado mousse was almost like ice cream and it was in the shape of um a leaf it was it yeah. looked amazing it really? was so beautiful we should put the photos up on our patreon yes um because they were just amazing 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 work from the chefs um yeah it was very very tart very fruity which i liked yeah it was a sort of palate cleanser i guess yes um and then the main course oh my god i can't stop thinking about it so i've literally not stopped thinking about i know um so the main course was like a a nut roast but not as you know it so it was the little it's all like you know fancy food where you've got all the little bits on the plate i'm sure there's a 
a proper name for it, but to, to someone as common as me, I'm like, you know, <laughs> all the little bits. <laughs> Small plates. Yes. But all on the fine same dining. plate. Yeah, yeah, fine dining. So the, the main sort of um, star of the show was the... Tree nut roast. Yeah. And it had um, like uh, ground cashews on top. Um, Wild mushrooms. And, yes. This nut roast was unlike anything I've ever had in my whole life. It genuinely... I thought I was eating like... Um, obviously I know it wasn't real meat but it had such a meaty taste like when I have nut roasts previously they just can't taste a bit like stuff in very dry yeah. very um, just quite grainy but this one it was just incredible the, the inside um, I can't remember all the ingredients it just says tree nut roast chestnut uh, coffee it might be chestnuts that are in it chestnuts and mushrooms maybe. okay it- it um reminded me of like a wild mushroom arancini. Mm, yes, it did. But not, you know, sometimes arancini are just like you, just really starchy rice. It wasn't like that. It was oh, just incredible. I could have just eaten that. Yeah. Because it was only tiny. Yeah. It, it looked a bit like a pork pie. True. Um, <laughs> but we had to be all fancy, didn't we? So we, we were sort of, you know, fancy. sitting up straight and on our best behaviour and all that. Yes. Um, but it, yeah, what else was it? Like the, what a was the banana? banana. Yeah, that was it incredible. Was a, a banana. Obviously not a full banana. Um, that'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a banana plonked on the plate. I love fine dining. <laughs> so avant-garde. Avant-garde, so avant-garde. Um, it was kind of like a slice, a bit of banana slice and um, topped with uh, some nuts and it still had the banana-y taste, which you think is like, why have I got a banana on my roast? But it was just amazing mm. and the sauce was like a coffee um, sauce and all of these things sound so mental, like separate and on yeah. paper, but... Oh my gosh, when you put them all together. Oh, I was in heaven. There was a pear on there. It's like a bloody fruit salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the banana was some um, it tasted of like campfires to me. That yeah. smoky woody flavour that just uh, sort of transports you to summertime. Yeah. And it was more like plantain rather than like a traditional banana that you yeah. would think of. When it's cooked, banana tastes completely different, I think. Yeah. It? It's got quite um it's it's quite not sour but bitter it's not yeah it's not sweet yeah and then the dessert was the richest chocolate mousse with like a sort of crackable shell Mm, yeah it was in the shape of a um, a cacao yes with pistachio ice cream so that was absolutely delicious as well um and then (laughs) that wasn't enough food for us we needed to have more food because that was not enough we were good we did actually leave there and be like i could eat seven of those (laughs) i know yeah we we, we'd skipped breakfast hadn't we because we knew we were going to be eating a lot but because of course because it's fine dining you're kind of like oh it's so good i want yeah i want more um, but we did, I mean, we did plan to visit loads of different places, didn't we? we did, but, but because I think the weather was so awful, windy and rainy. It just took a long time to get around places. Our plan was to go to Harrods and do like a vegan food hall um, yeah. in their food hall. Yeah, um, so they stock the Julienne Bruno cheeses. And if you haven't seen yes. these, just give it a quick Google. Um, it's a, it's an unusual name for a cheese brand, but yes. oh wow, they're they're really um, they're sort of like a there's like a mozzarella and like a cottage a burrata. burrata and a cottage cheese. 
um, obviously all vegan and just the smoothest, smoothest so cheese. So smooth and so creamy. We'll come back to Julia and Bruno in a minute, though. So we'll just um, tell you what we did for the rest of our day. So we headed to 123V, which is a new, well, fairly new, opened last year, a new restaurant from Alexis Gautier, who's a French Michelin star um, chef. And I think I'm right in saying he kind of discovered veganism and then changed his restaurant, Gautier Soho, to plant-based offering i think it's sort of quite up you know upscale yeah um fine dining again but now he's opened this restaurant in um fenwick of bond street and it's super super cool isn't it the decor you walk in you're like oh my god i want to live here the lamps the lamps i had to control myself from stealing a lamp (laughs) because it was the lamp of my dream can't take you anywhere i I know know. they had they had a lamp on every table it's fine i can take one (laughs) it's absolutely fine (laughs) well don't say that because alexis is actually going to be coming on the podcast soon asking for a lamp (laughs) (laughs) you can only come on if molly can have a lamp from your restaurant but he came over and greeted us i know wasn't expecting that so again we were like straight backs hello (laughs) i know i was kind of a little bit starstruck as well i know you know i think i admire chefs so much i'm always just like oh my god you're a wizard yeah (laughs) yeah how do you do it and then we um had free reign of the menu and that was that was a tough tough bit you know was give us sympathy here because every single thing on that menu looked out of this world literally just vegan heaven so there were so they do bottomless sushi vegan sushi it's all vegan all vegan um, one two three v baby. yeah so uh, you know to start with bottomless sushi oh my god just uh, sold a million percent um so we ordered uh, like why a, didn't we do the bottomless sushi i'm actually pissed off that we didn't i the don't bottomless know because there was too many other things to try and i we think were, we were being polite yeah we were being we were being polite yeah yeah exactly i didn't want to say oh that's the, yeah <laughs> We'll so we, have everything. Yeah, everything, please. We'll be here all night. So we did the tasting plate of sushi, which had vegan salmon, vegan crab. Um, oh my gosh, the crab. Oh my it God, crab. was, I cannot stress this enough. I know we all always are quite positive in our reviews of things, but this. I implore you to go to 123V. Apparently, they usually have people queuing down the street yes. trying to get in because it's so, in like a shop it's in um i don't it's in a place called fenwick yeah fenwick, fenwick so it's like a department store so we were yes. like oh so is it open late if the department store's closed and i think it does stay open later and yeah he said they they have queues down the road because it's just amazing tempura prawns oh my god those prawns holly <gasps> you got i asked for more you I did asked for more. you did i had more, I had more to when did away. you eat those um, it was a mistake getting the tempura to take away <laughs> because obviously tempura is is a light crispy batter, and I had them in a takeaway container. I then had to travel from Bond Street to Paddington, um, which wasn't long, but the steam that was creative obviously they were hot when they put, were put in the container so were quite soggy when i did have them but that didn't stop me eating them no. on the train oh With you had my, them on the train i thought my you might... train was delayed and i was just there like ang- aggressively 
I, at the first half in Paddington Station, aggressively <laughs> eating them. Just like, I wish someone, there was like a spy watching me and just just shoveling these prawns in my mouth. <laughs> they were one of the best things I've ever eaten. Um, Amazing. And, and then we're going to sound so greedy, but we had to sample this for you guys. You know, we had to do it. So we, we ordered to. the Korean kimchi chicken, vegan chicken burger. We shared. Let's, we let's did share that. Clear it we, out. Did. we did share. Jesus. I mean, kimchi, love, Korean flavors, like the sauce. What's, what do you call the sauce? Some, gochujang. Gochujang. Oh, absolutely amazing. Brioche bun. Mm. Amazing. I could have smashed five of those oh, easy. God. <laughs> I think, oh. Hot, Holly, I'm hungry. <laughs> I know, I was feeling the same when I was interviewing Richard Macon, who is on next, by the way. So keep listening if you're sick of me and Molly. Just He is school night vegan. He is school night vegan. and Who um, also makes an amazing crab. He did tofu crab salad last oh, summer. Jesus. And that was amazing as well. That oh, was amazing. Just what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah, so the burger was really, really good. And we also had um, a little side salad, which was nice. And um, what was the... Chickpea, chickpea fries chickpea fries which i think is literally just like mashed up chickpeas sort of set yeah. and then cut into a chip and fried or like i think they're oven yeah they weren't like greasy or anything were no, they they were... they were delicious they were really like the perfect addition for all of the food that we had it's just like i'm still craving like the potatoey kind of like stodginess mm. but these were these were like the perfect yeah. alternative. I wonder whether we could have a go at making them. Mm, could do. Have to try that. I'll ask Alexis when I speak to him. Ask him for all of the recipes. Uh, can we have all the recipes? Where do you get your vegan salmon from? Where do you get the oh, vegan crab? I think there is a place um, uh, online. I, I can't for the life of me remember. I'll put it in the show notes. There is um, like a vegan online shop that you can order vegan salmon from and it it reminds me it's similar to what it looks similar to what was on yeah. the sushi um so i think it might be that oh can you dig that out because i know a lot of the group facebook groups i'm in have gone crazy for the um vegan prawn sandwiches that have been doing the rounds in aldi and asda and i've yeah. talked about them before um but I think everyone's been like, you know, I want to make my own. Where can I get the prawns? So yeah. I did I did contact Aldi, but they never got back to me. So we need to track that down as well, Molly. We, yes. we owe it We're to our mission. listeners. We're on a mission. <laughs> Talking of chickpeas, we um we talked about hummus last uh last week in last week's mm. episode. And I had some lovely messages from listeners. It was Aww. so sweet. So yeah, first of all, Sophie, who runs the account Welsh Vegan Family Life on Instagram, messaged and she was so sweet. She was like, I hope you don't mind me messaging you. I was thinking, of course not. You're providing Aww. us with with help and support here. We're supposed to be the one the experts, but actually <laughs> we're not. We're just winging it. We're so, just loud. <laughs> funnily enough, she got a tip from listening to Jake Yap's podcast Ooh. last year. So it's just a small world, isn't it? Um, so she recommends off the back of Jake's advice, gently boiling a tin of chickpeas for about 10 minutes with a bit of bicarb added mm. to make them super soft, which I did. And they were super soft. And the shells. The Have you of... made your hummus? Yes, I did. <gasps> did you video it? I did not video it because I was doing it before friends came round. I ran out of time. I couldn't even finish blending. I'm hearing excuses, Holly. It's just many, <laughs> many excuses. So I got as far as doing that and um, chucking in some lemon and cumin and 
and mm. garlic and stuff. But it just, and then I realised that um, I didn't have any olive oil. This is classic oh. me. So I, so I did all this anyway, and it was it was quite dry. And then I thought, oh, I know, I'll chuck some beetroot in. I've got some cooked beetroot mm. in the fridge, so I chucked that in. But it was very smooth, but I just think without any oil at all, it just wasn't... Hasn't what, got the flavour. No. So and, uh, and also, Sophie recommended using dried apricots um, to make a Moroccan-style hummus. But I, again, this was all very last minute, and I'd only mm. just read her message, so I was like okay, I want to do this, but my friends have arrived and I can't yeah. be stood here blending for like <laughs> half an hour. I hate blending. It's so loud. I Why know. does it have to be that loud? I know. They need it silence. sounds like hell. Yes. And everyone kind of goes, ah, turn it off. I know. It's like, I wish I could, but I've got to blend. I know. Exactly. Do you want hummus or not? Yeah, exactly. Maybe. I no, I think I said this on last week's episode. I will do a hummus. I'll try and crack it. No, that's not a pun there. I was thinking there was going to be a pun. There's no. Anyway, um, <laughs> I will try and create the perfect hummus. Okay. Recipe that... that is like you can adapt it and add different flavors to. That's going to be my mission for the weekend. Okay. I feel really guilty now because, like. That's fine. Holly, I literally live for this stuff. Okay, good. I mean, you haven't got kids or a dog, so you've got like more time. Yes. <laughs> I've got a smelly boyfriend. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, that counts for like three. <laughs> he is worth, he is the equivalent of three humans. Um, no, the, uh, the email was from Vicky Holtum, um, who's contacted us before and is also super lovely. And she said she's really excited to hear about London, but she was saying about hummus and um, how she just eats tahini straight from the, dr- from the jar. <gasps> Total wrong. You're wrong-un. crazy. You're crazy. What a wrong um uh but a little tip to add aquafaba so she tries to eat oil free so she swaps the oil for aquafaba um and it makes it creamier so that's i can imagine that'll make it sort of quite airy as well because obviously when you whisk aquafaba it goes to like a meringue kind of thing doesn't it yeah god we're really elevating the hummus now so yeah maybe i'll do it I'll, I'll do three no molly stop giving yourself work yeah, just just stop you haven't got yeah. that much time on your hands calm down stop <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna do a reel i'm gonna post it <laughs> online <laughs> oh do you know what do you know what my 11 year old said to me yesterday what mum your instagram feed is really cringe and I was like, oh, no. I've literally like crushed, you know, that episode of The Simpsons. I don't think it's, I don't, oh, what episode of The where Simpsons? Where Lisa like dumps Ralph, Rafe or Ralph, uh, whatever Ralph. his name is. And he just literally like crumbles. <laughs> I was just like that. And I was just like, I've been trying really hard lately, Benji. What, you know, oh, could you please no. tell me like, what is wrong with it? And he's like, well, you know, I'm sure some people like it, but you know, I'm, I'm just like a different age. And I was like, okay, well. Why Why do you think it's cringe, though? Like, that is quite a bad word. Like, lame. <laughs> I get lame, but cringe, it's like people are cringe. actually wincing. You don't want to be cringe, do no. you? No, people are wincing at my posts. So he said, well, you kind of use, like, sticker, like those pictures and stickers and, and like, rainbow tent text. And I was just <laughs> like, right, okay, so ditch the rainbow font. He was like yeah he said you'd be better on tiktok I was like, <laughs> oh no i was like oh, yeah no. i don't think i'm gonna go there ben i don't really have time but <laughs> thanks anyway <laughs> thanks anyway 
Now I'm literally <laughs> deleting all of my accounts. Yeah, literally, I was just like, can I delete rainbow that one? Rainbow text? What do you mean, like rainbow I, emojis? I literally put it on one reel about when's it going to be summer or something in a, in a fun, uh, colourful font. I mean, I like looking at stuff like that. It's fun. Do you know what, Holly? I think as long as it's fun for you, then <laughs> that's all that matters, you know? <laughs> yeah. Tell your 11-year-old son to... Yeah, do off. one. Yeah. Um, oh, hilarious. Uh, well, we said we were going to um, talk about the Julienne Bruno cheese. And yes. I've been seeing a lot of this. It's being Me used too. in um, various restaurants, isn't it? Like as mm-hmm. pizza topping because it's like yeah. sort of mozzarella. Um, yeah, it, it's more like creamier. It's not like sort of the harder cheeses. Um Barata has been doing the rounds on every Instagram and TikTok recipe video that I've seen in the last like eight months. Oh, really? Um, what? Dairy Barata? Dairy Barata, yeah. So um, if you don't know what that is, it's it's very similar to a mozzarella, but um, it's um, creamier inside. So um, and it's sort of single, like one ball. It's quite a big portion um, would be sort of served for one person um and then you kind of like cut it open and you serve it on like i don't know some like avocado and toast or like fancy things like that like pasta or pizza Mm. um and yeah it's just very 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 creamy yeah and quite mild as well i think yeah so none of these had like a really strong flavor did they so they're they're kind of good for if you don't particularly miss that that sort of cheesy flavor but yeah, incredible really how much vegan cheese is coming on. And I was talking yeah. to, um, saying, you know, saying the same uh, with Richard Macon, which, you know, you'll listen to next. It's something that is really, we're starting to turn a corner with it, I think, aren't we? I think so. And I think the the best vegan cheeses are the ones that are kind of like, the, I don't really like the label artisan, but the ones that are made from nuts, I think those tend to be the ones that have the better flavour. I think, although these Julian Bruno cheeses are made from coconut oil, you get a lot of cheeses. Ten, they tend to be like supermarket cheeses yeah, they, that are yeah. just, it's like having a coconut I don't know what it, things they, taste like coconut. Yeah, just taste. It's, yeah, it's it's too much and it's just very oily and quite claggy. Yeah. But I I didn't mind these ones. Yeah. It was they you have to have them cold. Um because uh, it was like a cottage cheese. Um mm, I really like the cottage cheese one. It was really good to dip stuff in. I couldn't mm. stop going back. I was like, oh, just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. And they're just only they're only they're between like three and four pound fifty, so they're not yeah, stupidly not, priced. They look like expensive. really artisan. Yeah. You you know, they look like they're gonna be about seven quid, but they're not. Yeah. So that they is, they yeah. are affordable. Um and I think you can get them on their website, Julian Bruno Bruno um website. Yeah. And also and Whole Harrods. Foods, Harrods, like Holland and Barrett as well. But I don't know again whether that's sort of just in selected stores or online. Holland and Barrett are supposed to be bringing back do you remember they used to have like fridges where they'd um sell like food? Yes. So they got rid of loads of them. I oh my God, so when I first I I think I was 
maybe 17 um and it was like i'm gonna go vegan it was like an overnight decision i was like and the first food that i'm gonna make is mozzarella dippers oh yeah remember you said about that i told you this oh my gosh and i got the cheese from um holland barrett and for those who don't know the story this is where my hatred of vegan cheese came from um It's obviously gotten to a better place now. I can but... feel it in my teeth just thinking about these mozzarella oh, dippers. Like, gosh. Mm, sort of sticky. Why did I decide to make mozzarella dippers as the first Ch- food that I was going to Challenging have. yourself. Uh, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> they looked amazing. They looked great. Right. Not good. They just, I had a bite of it and I just didn't even chew. I just kind of, know there's ones when you bite into it and then you just immediately open your mouth. Oh, it's such a disappointment, isn't it? I, I did the other day, I did this, um, again, for, weirdly from Holland about, um, got some barley and I was like, is it pearl barley? It just said barley. And I was like, what's the difference? And apparently, I think I've got this right. Pearl barley is kind of, um, sort of had its harder shell taken off. So it's quicker to cook. But obviously some of the goodness has been removed. So I was like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, I'm onto a winner here. I've got not even pearl barley, but barley. This is like got all the goodness. And I'm going to make a risotto with asparagus and mushrooms. Ooh. And then I'm going to put vegan crab cakes on top. Stop that. This was on Monday. Why did I think that a Monday night dinner for for children to, you know, the German exchange student and Benji, they're not vegan. They're not going to be wanting wow exactly wow a vegan crab cake <laughs> so yeah i just like set myself up with like all this crazy cooking on a monday evening made the risotto i thought it was amazing like it was so delicious and it's so proud of you it was really good um everyone else was like it's quite sort of um firm I was like, yes, it is. I like that. I know. I I think a risotto, whenever I have a risotto, it's like, oh, wow, lovely, salty porridge. Overcooked white, starchy rice to me. I don't. It's not, it's not the one. I try and like it, but then I'm just like, I don't like this. Yeah. A couple of mouthfuls I might do, but a whole bowl of risottos. Like, next day risotto is just, it's just jelly at this point. Yeah. But this, I've been eating it all week because I did accidentally make loads. And it's so nice. Mm. Um, the crab cakes. Um, oh, Molly, I need an air fryer, babes. I've got to get <gasps> one. Oh, you've, you've got to get me one. I'm the link. <laughs> I'm the link. For those who don't know, I'm literally an air fryer at this point. She's... We're reviewing air fryers on Vegan Food Living. And I've been testing so many. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, Holly is trying to get. <laughs> I wish I I give them to my mum. I've given what them to my mum and dad. I'm sorry, it's the people okay. that birthed me. It's okay, <laughs> they deserve it. I just need to bite the bullet and buy one. But um, yeah, so I, I made them with um, so what was it? Chickpeas, um, hearts of palm, tinned hearts of palm, amazing, which is very crab-like flavour, sort of mm-hmm. soft and fleshy. Um, what other, what else went in there? Loads of, you know, garlic and all that malarkey, um, parsley, I think, and, um, some mustard. And then you whip the aquafaba from the chickpeas and put it with like mayo, a few other things. And then you combine it all with some like breadcrumbs. So. What, mayo in the crab cake mixture? Yes. I suppose to like bind it all. Yeah. 
Anyway, it was all going really well. I tasted a bit of the raw mixture. It was delicious. So then you take balls of it and roll it in the panko breadcrumbs and then fry Mm. it. But as I said, I'd run out of olive oil. And I only had hemp oil. Oh, no. Oh, see, What is hemp oil? Nori wraps, you whiz those up. Seaweed goes into the crab cakes. Anyway, hemp oil obviously made from... from, Hemp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like a really fishy... I suppose because of the Amiga. Well, was it too much? It was too fishy. <gasps> so, yeah, no one really enjoyed them. And you could see them like looking at each other like, we need to eat this because she's going to lose the plot here. She's been <laughs> cooking. Like literally, and I was pre-period. So I was like wild eyed. Like, oh, what do you God. think? <laughs> and everyone's oh, no. going, yeah, it's, oh, no. it's, it's nice. Yeah. Mm. What, what oil did you use? So yeah, none. It was yeah. Obviously, if I'd had the air fryer, it would have been none. But I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a lesson learned. Um, but yeah, they, it was a really good meal. I was quite impressed with myself. Even if, if there's any consolation, you do still need oil for air fryers, but not much. Not much. No. Right. I just tend to use the spray oils, which I'm kind of fifty fifty about. No, like the one cal spray. I'm scared that I'm killing myself with them, but I they're know. one. I'm I'm like calorie counting at the moment, and I just love olive oil so much. So I'm using like the fry light ones. Yeah. But it says it contains alcohol. Yeah, they put other weird stuff in, and I just kind of feel like I'd rather go for the pure extra virgin. Mm you know there are more nutrients i do i don't like solely use that it's just kind of like midweek meals or whatever yeah or if it's something that like doesn't actually need a lot of oil yeah. just something to like lube up the pan yeah it's a, a horrible description I, mean... <laughs> I think it depends how how wholesome and clean you're going doesn't it um well Please stay tuned to listen to Richard making School Night Vegan because he's so lovely and full of tips for your cooking. Plus, tonight we have our um, second Patreon live with Jake Yap. So please go head over to patreon.com forward slash simply vegan. Sign up from just £2 a month and we will love you forever and share loads of loads of extra fun stuff with you, including access to this live. So it's going to be a good laugh. Today, as I said, I'm joined by Richard Makin. Is, is that how you pronounce your surname? Yeah, yeah, Makin, yeah. Richard Makin from School Night Vegan. Well, you are the School Night Vegan, aren't you? Yeah, it's just me. So where did that come from? I've always wondered, what, what is School Night Vegan? What does it mean? So the, the name came about, it's, it's kind of misleading because it makes it sound like I'm only vegan on a school night, which is not true. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm vegan every day and every night, fully, fully committed to the, to the vegan life. Um, no, it came about because I used to, basically my first ever job in food, I used to run an ice cream company. This is pre, pre-V, pre-vegan. And, um, and it was super demanding. Basically, I made everything from scratch and I went to markets and sold the ice cream and stuff like that. And it meant that the only time that I had to actually experiment with vegan cooking was school nights. So like, uh, Sunday to Thursday, uh just in my tiny kitchen in Brixton and yeah I guess I I guess I if I'd known that at some point I would have accrued over 200,000 followers I probably would have put more time into thinking (laughs) 
thinking of a thinking of a proper name but yeah uh turns out it's sort of stuck anyway oh well yeah i mean it's unusual it's catchy so yeah <laughs> that's the sort of thing i would have done like i i used to sort of set up blogs and then i'd cut i'd sort of change my mind after about like a week or two and then yeah. i'd be like oh no, no no i'm gonna rebrand it all it's like <laughs> you just need yeah. to stick with it <laughs> because everybody knows the funnest thing is having to explain your title to somebody else right <laughs> <laughs> so you've so tell us you know tell us the story we all like always like to hear don't we you know mm-hmm. how did how did you go vegan when did you go vegan what what happened then so you were going along running your ice cream company yeah 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 so i was i mean earlier than that i was uh vegetarian from about six my parents are both uh veg or were both vegetarians at that point and we were always raised with food this is in the uh uh, late 80s early 90s so it was that still that phase where like be can you imagine this being vegetarian was it was extreme oh yeah and people were like you can't raise a vegetarian child it'll get (laughs) brittle bone disease or whatever Um, exactly i mean that was true but for different reasons but uh (laughs) but um but so yeah i was vegetarian from very 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 young and uh and so i have these sort of weird very faint food memories that involve non-vegetarian foods i think i could probably remember like a happy meal maybe bacon and maybe like tuna mayonnaise just a handful of things you know but um so i was veggie for years and then in 2017 i uh had was like two years into running an ice cream company and uh, this is in london by the way and i shared because, because it was in london i had to share a production premises because even though I was in a railway arch, a literal railway arch, the rent was staggering. Yeah. So I shared that space with a company who you may remember called Eat Chai. They were vegan Vietnamese food specialists in London. And uh, honestly, some of the most insane food mm. you've, you've ever had. So, so good. Yeah. And I fell in love with them. I fell in love with their food and I fell in love with the fact that they used to give it to me for free. (laughs) That's always good. Yeah. But also they were kind of the, they were kind of the first example to me of, of, of somebody who had gone vegan and not had to give up their love of food. And they sort of proved to me that being a foodie, quote unquote, and being a vegan aren't mutually exclusive, like you can do both. Yeah. And so between sort of having all of these these meals and hearing about, I mean, who am I kidding? I already knew all the ethical arguments as, you know, for going vegan. I think a lot of us did before we actually took took action, you know, and made and made the switch. But they really, you know, in the nicest way possible, didn't allow me to to sort of shy away from that. Yeah. And uh, eventually I just started experimenting, started cooking. I've always been a massive cook. I love food. I love eating. I love I love food feels. I love the way that food makes people feel. And so food nostalgia has always been a big one for me. And uh, that uh, that was probably another one of the reasons why I didn't go vegan sooner is because I thought I had to say goodbye to you know, my, the scouse that my mum used to make and the <laughs> and the custard slices that my nan used to buy us and all of this sort of stuff. So, um, and that was not true because as my tagline and, and <laughs> book are called, anything you can cook 
anyone can cook vegan. Yeah. That's it's it's really a myth that vegan veganism is a limiting aspect when it comes to eating. Yeah, I I I'm the same. I've chatted to um Jim Moore from the Bloody Vegans podcast mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. week and I you know, I felt it was very extreme you know diet choice going vegan and you'd have to give up everything and all everything would be really bland and i guess you know what 50 years ago or 40 years ago maybe it might Mm -hmm. have been but these days there's so much not only that you can buy but there's so much creativity and we'll get to that in a minute because i really want to talk about this fried egg (laughs) oh nice okay yeah 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 speaking of creativity yeah because it's on the cover of your book isn't it and it's on your instagram Mm -hmm. so we'll get to the fried egg in a minute um Mm -hmm. because i'm fascinated by that but what so why at what point did you go vegetarian then when you were younger and why what you know was it so so i was probably either five or six i can't remember which one it was but i guess it was two things one was that my parents always told me the truth about what we were eating they were never the kind of people to sugarcoat it and you know we're not a wealthy family we grew up eating like i don't know morrison's sausages at the barbecue or whatever so i always knew that this wasn't not that there is such a thing but this wasn't quote-unquote ethical meat um and i also knew you know I had I had been to demonstrations with my mum and I had seen the videos that people, you know, still share today of like what goes on. I don't want to talk about this stuff because it's so sad, yeah. but what goes on behind the scenes and what what animals have to go through to become meat, you know, on your on your plate. And uh and I guess eventually it just reached a, a point where I couldn't I mean, I was six, but we were having like conversations about it really regularly. So I was primed to be, <laughs> I was groomed. <laughs> I was never, I was never forced, but I was groomed to become at least a vegetarian. And then uh, my older sister, who's five years older than me at that point, so would have been probably about 11, perfect timing, went went vegetarian and fully vegetarian. And I just thought she was the dog's bollocks i can swear on this can't i yeah i just thought she was great and everything she did i was i was enamored by and you know i i I, she was a a real influence and in the end that probably was the deciding factor and i saw that she was still having a good time and it didn't actually make much of a change to her life and i think she must have had like a morrissey meters murder poster or like on stuck on her it would just felt very cool back then. So, so yeah. And I mean, I think about this all the time. The jokes that I used to hear as a vegetarian child are the same jokes that I hear now about vegans. Mm. And it's so bonkers because like you were mentioned, like you were saying, it used to be extreme to be a vegetarian. And I think we're still just about on the cusp of it, you know, being to some people an extreme thing to be a vegan. But in the same way that like vegetarian recipes are regularly on the front cover of, you know, the Guardian food supplement or regularly every single restaurant has a vegetarian option now. Yeah. I think that has to be the direction that veganism is going. It will become less reactive. It will become less divisive. And eventually it just becomes something that people do in a way that people eat. And it's not something, I mean, then we'll be out of a job, unfortunately. Yeah. But <laughs> be like, yeah, but you're vegan, so what? But, but, yeah. 
<laughs> it <laughs> stops being interesting. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Let's not push mm-hmm. it too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I love that vision of the future where, yeah, you're not kind of ridiculed. You don't get eye rolls when you mention it or, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're sort of having to call up the restaurant to check that they can adapt a risotto mm-hmm. to be <laughs> that you don't even yeah. want to eat. <laughs> I mean, I feel lucky to have had a front row seat at, at, at the sort of pro, at, at watching the process happen to vegetarianism and watching people's, you know, a real sea change in opinion of what it means to be a vegetarian and how radical it is. And that's happened over the, you know, the course of my lifetime, probably even in the last like, 20 years of my lifetime so there's no reason why this can't happen for for vegan food Mm. there's no reason there's no barrier there it it just needs to just needs people to keep keep pushing and and making making the change definitely and you know it's it's just so much easier now isn't it with all these all the things you can buy well i it's so much easier now to be a vegan than it was to be a vegetarian when i was a kid i mean i vividly remember my mum having to order our like vegetarian meat um, substitutes via a mail order catalogue like you couldn't (laughs) you couldn't get it anywhere you couldn't get it anywhere that was it wasn't in any shops or anything and it was the kind that came in like a like a dust like in a suspicious package do you remember this (laughs) it was called sauce mix and you had to like mix water into it and then it just became like a paste um perfect for sausage rolls but it would leave like a film of grease on the top of your mouth for about two hours afterwards it was it was let me tell you things as a a legacy vegetarian things have (laughs) have have come on a long way that sounds revolting i mean it's amazing Mm -hmm. that you stuck with it because you know a lot of the time right especially when you hit your teenage years you're like oh sod this i don't care about the animals anymore i'm just gonna mm-hmm. get drunk and eat what i want <laughs> especially when it's that bad yeah. like the options out there were that bad but but no it, it, i think by that point it had become possibly because i did make the switch so early on it had become such an integral part of my character i mean this is this is the thing isn't it veganism starts out as being something that you do as a diet or as a an ethical decision or as a lifestyle change or something like that and eventually for as the longer you do it it just becomes like irremovable from you like i can't imagine even even trying to eat a piece of cheese now like you do you know what i mean it it goes from a point where it's a very conscious process and a very conscious um decision to not do something to being like part of the fabric of who who you are which is i think once it gets to that point and it's properly sort of en- entrenched in into you as an identity then there's not really any going back no, is there no there's not it's it's a weird concept isn't it that I know, you know, sometimes you see celebrities and things, don't you? And it's all quite controversial because, I don't know, mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus, you know, was no yeah. longer vegan. You kind of think, how does how does that work? I just can't yeah. imagine that. But, I mean, we're very lucky we get to work in this kind of industry. So it's our whole mm-hmm. lives, I guess, isn't it? Is, Definitely. Is your sister vegan now? Is she still vegetarian or? She's, so strangely, she's still vegetarian. She, she pretty much is vegan but she will never call herself that because i think occasionally she still you know 
has some cheese and stuff like that cheese is a is a big one for a lot of people i think um but but very interestingly she's raising her children to be basically vegan as well mostly because they were always given a choice between from from a very young age between cow's milk and oat milk but they call it they call it oat milk or farm milk because she doesn't want it to be she doesn't want to lie to them about where it comes from. It's not like milk versus alternative milk. It's like, well, this is farm milk and this is oat yeah. milk. Like they're two different kinds of milk. Um, and since, since basically like two years into their life, they've been drinking oat milk out of choice. Maybe. So they, they adore it. So yeah, she's, I'd say she's like vegetarian plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's definitely down for, for a conversion, but. My mum and dad are both now vegan and have wow. been vegan for years. And actually, I should say, my mum is an absolute stan of your podcast. And so Aww. I'll, hi, mum, I'll be coming, <laughs> I'll come, I'll come home and visit soon, I promise. Hi, Richard's mum. Thank you for listening. We've got at least two <laughs> listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my mum. Yeah. Oh, bless her. Oh, I feel bad now because we're always swearing and stuff. <laughs> oh God, she's a potty mouth scouser. Oh, Don't worry oh, okay. about it. Well, yeah, right, she's filthy. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you said your mum used to take you to what was it? Sorry, marches and and rallies and things. Was that to do? Yeah, so she was she was a pretty active Peter member and um, and Viva. Do you remember Viva? I, they're probably yeah, still they're still, still around. Going, Vegetarians yeah. International Voice for Animals. Um, she was a she was an active sort of campaigner for those for those guys so yeah she would we'd always have pamphlets around we'd always have documents we'd always have it's funny that any of us ever saw those videos of what went on because how did we even watch videos back then like before you could get it on your phone I've no idea how I managed to see that it must have been must have been like an actual cassette like videotape of like who knows but um but yeah I have those visions are seared into my memory and do you know what's bonkers I always think about this it's so strange that I managed to learn what I learned about the the food industry and animals role within that system and still manage to be just a vegetarian for that long do you ever think about that like why didn't I go go sooner I knew what they did to the male chicks I knew what happened to cows and yet I sort of, I don't know, it just felt like I had done, maybe we all do the bare minimum that we can do to feel the best <laughs> that we can. And I felt like I'd sort of made a sacrifice and done and done enough. Um, but then I still had, you know, I it, people, it's very easy to lie to yourself, yeah. isn't it, about what, what actually goes yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a clue. I, I, I was vegetarian for a few years as a child, about four years um and then I just yeah just like I said teenage years morals went out the window and Mm -hmm. had literally it wasn't on my radar at all because there just weren't none of my friends were vegan or vegetarian especially not vegan Mm -hmm. and um it's only the last sort of five six years since since going vegan that I've actually discovered it all and mm-hmm. yeah, just like you just don't think about the fact that a cow has to be pregnant to make milk. It's like, yeah, it's bonkers. It is, but it's, 
so obvious once you know you're like oh my god mm-hmm. how thick are we <laughs> i know and i and you know what i bet you there's even more stuff that we that we don't know about you know every day i learn i learn new stuff about animal byproducts that end up in stuff that shouldn't mm. <laughs> they shouldn't be in and and it's just bonkers it's just bonkers to me how how uh, uh, again like it's it's an entire system just built built out of ex- exploitation and I don't actually I don't actually do much talking um online or or elsewhere as an activist mm. like I don't actually do this conversation very much because I've kind of been doing it since I was 6 like I've kind of I've kind of been I've kind of been do having talking about cruelty and talking about this sort of stuff and and our responsibilities in that sense since like way younger than I than I should have been. I was such a precocious Aww. little 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 dude, but but at the same time, like I feel like my role now in 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 the scene and in the the movement is to show people that. It, it, vegan food as a as an experience can be joyful and can be you know it's not about uh, cutting things out of your life i would argue that actually my experience of food and my experience of cooking since going vegan has exploded has absolutely blossomed and i was talking to someone the other day about how if you'd asked me as a vegetarian to describe the flavor of parmesan i probably would have been like mm, well stinky socks it's like stinky stinky cheese yeah. or whatever but but if you ask me now and i think if you ask most vegans they'll be like well it has a nuttiness yeah. and a creaminess <laughs> but there's also a tang which you can replicate with citric acid and then there's also the smell of blah 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 and it's like as soon as you as soon as the goalposts are shifted in terms of your cooking you have to know about each ingredient that's missing and what it brings mm. so that you can you know adequately replace it in a in a in a recipe and maybe this is just me maybe this is just the way my my brain works but i think we all possibly become a little bit more analytical about cooking um and a bit more like a, a bunch of mad yeah. scientists in the kitchen which is so much more fun don't you think I, I mean yeah what you just said is really like oh my god i never sort of put that into words before but that is exactly what has happened to me I was never a foodie Mm -hmm. would always you know just be a bit like you know sort of looking at the meat picking it around a bit and and now yeah and and my friend would always be like oh you can really taste the coriander and I'd be like can you can you (laughs) yeah okay whatever but now, yeah, now exactly, it's so true. Yeah, what does it taste like? What? How can I replicate that flavour in vegan food? And I think vegan food is. So, I mean, I'm definitely going to get cancelled for saying this, but I think vegan food is so much less lazy. I mean, I think about the amount of times. I mean, obviously, we have convenience food, and that's where you know Beyond Burgers, etc., come in, which is great, but. I think of the amount of times as a vegetarian that I made like a horrendous pasta dish and then was like, it's all right. I'll just grate like 60 (laughs) grams of cheddar on top of it or something. And we don't have, I mean, although have you tried the Cathedral City uh, mature cheddar? What do you think? Well, I, at first I really, really liked it. Now I'm a bit like, (laughs) it's a bit smelly, socky type thing yeah it's very smelly socky yeah so i've kind of gone off it. (laughs) we're doing exactly what i just just (laughs) accused everyone else of doing yeah i i i adore it 
I absolutely adore it. I just didn't think that we would get to this point in my lifetime where there's like a cheese that tastes really, really close to like a proper tangy mature cheddar. Just didn't think we'd get there. No, no, I didn't. didn't. (laughs) It was taking a while, wasn't it? It's like, oh. (laughs) But I think the thing is as well, it's again, it's an example of like, I mean, I hate to be on capitalism side here, but like the more that we invest in new innovations and new vegan products, the more it sends a message to producers that like we, there's a demand for that. You can, you can, we will pay you to make good vegan cheese very happily, you know? So hopefully, hopefully the jury's still out on whether capitalism breeds innovation but let's see (laughs) we've got to work within the parameters that we've got haven't we i mean it's exactly like completely change the world overnight so we've just got to just chip away at it little bit by bit (laughs) yeah a little bit at a time Uh, perhaps that's why because it tastes so much like dairy cheese that i'm sort of a bit like "Mm, not sure because i haven't had it so long i don't know i I do know what you mean, though. I left a pack open in the in the kitchen the other day while I was eating my dinner, and then came back down to do the dishes, and the the whole kitchen smelled of cheese. Like it's they they could. I think they they were like, "Oh, you want cheese? Do you? We'll give you some stinky cheese." And I think it's possibly like they could dial yeah. it down like twenty percent. Like, no, too much the- cheese. <laughs> we can't win. <laughs> anyway let's talk let's talk about the new book then i want to talk about this friday so tell us about the book like it's it's a lot of it kind of um you know recreating those things that you think you'll miss if you go vegan definitely yeah so the book is called anything you can cook i can cook vegan which was my tagline on instagram for a very long time too long to be a username obviously (laughs) so it just had to be a tagline uh but um but it's exactly that it's a it's an example of me trying to find those things that i used to panic about when i thought about going vegan and obviously that's different for every person right we all have we all have our favorites and we all have the dishes that we go to but this is a very personal take on the meals that i thought that i couldn't live without and i've done maybe like three to four years worth of testing and testing and uh trial and error and practice and whatever to get these things as close to to how i remember them as as possible and um and i'm dead proud of it (laughs) i don't think you hear many i don't think you hear many people say this about their own book because it's like it's such a it's such hard work. I know people say this, but it is such hard work. And I don't know if you saw this on Instagram, but I I started, I, I sort of nailed a book deal right at the start of lockdown. So when it came to to actually creating the book, I could either put it on pause and wait until lockdown was over, which at that point we had no idea yeah. when that was going to be. Or I could go, actually... I've always fancied myself a bit of a control freak. So why don't I do all of it? Which was possibly <laughs> possibly the biggest mistake of my life or the best decision of my life. I don't know yet. But um, but yeah, so I shot the book. I tested the book. I styled the book. I art directed the book. I, you know, recruited some friends to design the book for me. So it couldn't be any more of a personal 
outpouring of my yeah. love for vegan food. Um, so it's essentially a, a memoir. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially a, a memoir via via Amazing. junk food. Amazing. <laughs> God, that does sound like a lot of work. But I guess you had... I mean, is this... One thing I always want to know is like, is it, you know, is this your full-time job now? Or do you... Yeah? yeah. So at what point did you sort of give what did you do before what was your job before so my my last proper job was as was the selling ice cream. ice cream making and selling ice cream that was my first business that i'd ever owned and that ended in 2018 i think ended in at the end of the end of summer 2018 and in in the same week i ended closed my business got married and moved to the coast in one week and it was possibly the most intense <laughs> intense week of my entire life um yeah it was massive but but from that point i sort of i mean i'm very lucky to be to be in a position where you know i'd managed to save up quite a lot of money as a safety net just from just from honestly from selling my ice cream van yeah. <laughs> It was bonkers and I probably shouldn't admit this, but I bought the, I bought the van as this like sort of rundown Piaggio Porter Italian little van and then did it up. So it sort of added some value to it. But at the same time, street food went bonkers in the time that I was doing street food. So everybody wanted a street right. uh, food truck. So my, my van had suddenly appreciated a, a lot. And so by the time I sold it, I was like, okay, this is my vegan fund. <laughs> this is it. So, so I had a little, a little financial safety net to be able to sort of take some risks and do some, some learning. And I taught myself to take, take good pictures with a decent camera, which is essential for running a blog. Everyone always forgets that all bloggers have to yeah, be photographers. It's I know. bonkers. I, I've tried that in the past um, and it never went well. <laughs> Like, why doesn't it look like that one? <laughs> exactly. Story of my life. Absolute story of my life. But um but yeah, so from that point, from from square one, basically, School Night Vegan has always been has been it started as a as a passion project that was basically running me into debt. <laughs> and eventually it it started to sustain itself. And honestly, the moment when I when I, I sort of got the book deal with Bloomsbury was just Oh, I don't know. Just I get get chills thinking about it. The, the most validating experience of my life oh. because I have insane imposter syndrome in everything that that I do, and so to have someone say like, "Can you write us a book about yeah. this?" was just so so like, great, so people. great. <laughs> Are you talking to <laughs> the lady who's making my coffee? Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very, very insane times, but it's... but yeah, that's been. Th- me for a while yeah that's amazing I love that and it's such a nice book to look at like I love the cover and all the photography because you want a cookbook to look nice and sometimes like you know there's sort of loads of recipes without pictures and things and you're thinking well I want to I need to Mm -hmm. see what this looks like um what -hmm. are some of your favorite recipes then should we talk about this fried egg so how on earth do you make a vegan fried egg I know what your favorite (laughs) recipe is (laughs) I need to do this I need to make it (laughs) it is an absolutely banging recipe it's so good and it's deceptively simple i won't give away give away too much but i can guarantee that possibly like 70 percent of you will already have the ingredients that you need to make this fried egg um i mean 
let's do it in two parts. The, the egg white itself is literally just silken tofu and rice starch. Wow. It's as long as you get the right silken tofu and you get the right balance of, of those two ingredients, you'll end up with something that fries just like an egg white to the point where it even gets like a crispy sort of lacy edge around. Yeah, it's bonkers. That one... That one took me some time because I've got really high standards. I used to love a fried egg. You know how some people are like, there's some like, oh, I miss cheese vegans out there. And there's some, oh, I miss meat vegans out there. I was a miss egg vegan. And uh, I think I've grown out of that now, probably, especially now that I can actually just (laughs) make a fried egg, which is great. But this was a, a real passion passion for me to 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 try and get it get it right you know get it as close as possible and then the yolk is a separate thing so it's a separate recipe in in the book that i call um if it ain't yolk sauce (laughs) because it's it's essentially like a really mild kind of hollandaise like an emulsion sauce but it's made with um carrot juice that makes it gorgeous and and orange and and golden and when you blend it with you know a little bit of something tangy a little bit of vinegar and some melted vegan butter it just becomes the smoothest most beautiful kind of glossy egg yolk texture and i've had a couple of vegan fried eggs recently where the yolk was the thing that let it down really like too thick or too runny or you could tell that it's like blended carrots or something i don't know but this is like smooth runny the perfect consistency of like toast soldier dippy egg yolk um so yeah i i've even been known to just make a batch of it fill up an old egg cup dust off an egg cup that i haven't used in like five years and just fill it up with the yolk sauce and just dip toast into it. It's so delicious. Genius. God, I, I can't wait till this mm-hmm. book's out because I really, you know, I think it's going to be my new staple in the kitchen. It's just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. There's a lot of recipes in there that are, you know, day-to-day recipes that you can use just to get a, get an easy dinner on the table. I think that vegan food has made nerds out of a lot of us and i think a lot of people have become excited about the idea of experimenting in the kitchen since going vegan so the book also has a bunch of recipes like that so the fried egg the egg yolk sauce uh a bunch of stuff a bunch of stuff it's out on the 23rd of april isn't it so 27th 27th. okay 27th it's available to pre-order now but it's out on the 27th amazing well just tell us before you go um what sort of things do you like cooking at home like what's your average dinner have you got children or is it no no children just me me and my husband and he is also vegan so it's two house two vegans in the house um and we i don't know i guess when it comes to down to it when it comes down to comfort food and this definitely speaks to the nature of the book as well um we're both all about comfort food and nostalgia and feeling like you're back at home eating something that makes you really happy so for my husband that's a roast Mm. a roast dinner of any of any description and that could be with you know just with some beyond sausages thrown thrown on for the for the meat aspect or it can be you know a seitan roast that i've you know created over the course of seven (laughs) days (laughs) the recipe of which is actually in the cookbook there's a really really great roast beef recipe in the in the cookbook um but for me 
I know this is so predictable, but it's just really? pasta. Just any, any pasta. I was saying to someone the other day, nothing makes me happier than a massive bowl of bolognese. Don't give me anything stingy. <laughs> I want a massive heaped bowl of bolognese and and a piece of oh, garlic bread no, just on the, the side. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all it's I just want. making me feel full just thinking about it. You know, when you're like stuffed with <laughs> carbs. No, I'm with your husband. I'll go for a roast with him. You can you can have your bolognese on your own. <laughs> as, as if a vegan roast is any less carby. It's True. just different. It's just potatoes True. instead. Yeah, but it's different flavours. I don't know. Sometimes with pasta, I feel like every mouthful is sort of like the you're same, right. isn't it? And and also pasta is so unashamedly like carb heavy. It's like here I am, <laughs> yeah. carbs in in your face. But uh, but that's the joy yeah. of it for me. You oh, know, amazing. that's the joy. Richard, it, I could chat to you for hours. It's been absolutely lovely to have you on the podcast at last. Because like I said, we've had people on Instagram, and I think maybe your mum as well did contact us. Yeah, I think did that's she actually what said um, that she contacted us and said um, about having you on. So bless her. That is so embarrassing. That's like like her going into school to tell off the school bully for me. Well, I think we should get her on the podcast. She sounds awesome. You'd never get her off the podcast. She wouldn't stop. So 18th of March, which is this Saturday yeah. while we're recording, uh, I am launching my own podcast. It's not going to be competition with you, I promise. Uh, it's co- There's no competition in the vegan movement. That's what we all like to say, isn't it? No, not at all. It's it's called Lunchbox Time Machine and it's all about nostalgia. It's a great big nostalgia salad. It's all about those foods that we used to love to eat as kids and used to love to uh, stuff our faces. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Are you going to talk about crisp sandwiches on there? Oh, I'm, inevitably. <laughs> inevitably. Are you pro or well, anti? I'd never eat one now, but in the 80s 90s yeah what's wrong with you you wouldn't eat one now yeah, I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age if i eat crisp sandwiches all day long <laughs> i'm just gonna be like <laughs> massive <laughs> i i've always had a theory crisps make a bad sandwich mm. good a good sandwich great and a great it's sandwich really excellent. Making me want a crisp sandwich now shouldn't have mentioned that but it doesn't have to just be bread and crisps it can be like a proper healthy sandwich oh. and then just a cup just a thin layer of of yeah. crisps in there just for that We've extra crunch this podcast it sounds brilliant already <laughs> get me on it <laughs> how lovely is richard i want to be his friend um if you enjoyed today's interview with him please do leave us a review it takes two minutes and it really does help us to attract more listeners and rank in the charts if you'd like more vegan recipes, head to veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast and you can try and issue a Vegan Food and Living magazine for just 99p. There's 70 recipes in the magazine every month and of course more online on the website. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.